Welcome to the Tactical Tool Belt Climate Tech Podcast. On this show, we focus on how the real estate industry, the world's single largest emitter of greenhouse gases, can leverage climate tech to become part of the sustainability solution. I'm your host, Greg Smithies. I'm a partner on the climate tech team at Fifth Wall, the largest and most active venture investor in technology for the real estate industry. In this podcast, we'll be joined by people on the front lines, the people inventing, investing in, and deploying the climate tech we'll need to make our homes, offices, and communities more efficient, more sustainable, and ever closer to carbon zero. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Tactical Tool Belt Climate Tech, where we talk to people on the forefront of solving uh, the climate and carbon problem in our built world. And today I have the fantastic opportunity to speak to the CEO and co-founder of Skycall Systems, uh, Eli Goldstein. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. And um, before we hop into Skycall and uh, what it is that you guys do, Eli, um, would love to hear a little bit about your background and how you got to uh, founding Skycall. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me, Greg. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I started Skycool with co-founder Ashwath about uh, five years ago, um, and we solve fundamental challenges in the way that people deliver cooling to, to buildings and, and also uh, maintain food, for example, in the cold chain. Um, and we, you know, came at it with uh, a very new technology at the time called radiative cooling that we believe has a, a fundamental difference in, in how it's able to deliver cooling to spaces, to, to surfaces. Um, and the way that it works is uses the sky itself as a heat sink. Um, but the reality is uh, global warming is happening and air temperatures are getting warmer. And we see this as a way that can, can actually limit uh, global temperature rise to 1.5 C um, and help us maintain really the, the targets that are set out in the Paris Accord. Got it. And and how did you get here to actually founding the company? Were you toiling away in, in some lab as a researcher and, and came across this or, or what's the history? Yeah. So I my background's in mechanical engineering. So I was working in a lab. Actually, my, my whole, whole PhD was really around how do we use uh, fossil fuel resources in a way that's sustainable. Um, I met Ashwath towards the end of my PhD, and we started talking about uh, this radiative cooling technology. And, and um, it was actually his background in the world of optics, where he was able to appreciate that this effect, which people have known about for thousands of years, could actually be used uh, during the day and, and can be used to significantly reduce energy use for cooling. Um, and so it was his background in theoretical optics and physics and, and mine in mechanical engineering that came together uh, to really lay the groundwork for, for what we have today. Um, but I've always been yeah, highly passionate about uh, energy and the environment um, and yeah, have spent yeah, really the bulk of my uh, studies in, in undergrad and grad school thinking about how we can uh, reduce energy use in, in buildings in, in, um, yeah, for cooling, things like that. Yep, fantastic. And before we hop into, you know, how does radiative cooling work? What is that? And I, I'm sure most of our audience right now is going, radiative what? Like, how, how, what, what in the world are we actually talking about? So what is the problem with cooling? Why is the, this even something that needs to be solved before we get into the how of, of uh, how you do it? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of problems with cooling right now. I think the, the main one to think about is as air temperatures get hotter, people will demand and need cooling more often. And the reality is cooling systems become less efficient as it gets hotter out. And so there's a huge uh, positive feedback effect where 
we need more cooling, it is less efficient, and so we need more electricity. And so that's going to amplify and that's going to create stress in, in utility grids in the US. And what that's going to do in places like India and Africa and South America is, is actually require an enormous amount of infrastructure development on, on the power production side. And so we, you know, expect, you know, roughly, uh, you know, 800 or 900 million new air conditioners in India, for example. And there's really no way that we can provide electricity for all those systems without, uh, you know, <laughs> breaking the grid or, like I said, building uh, a lot of new generation capacity. And so we need to start addressing how we provide cooling at a, a more fundamental level. And that's, that's what we're trying to do at SkyCool. Yep. And I, I was going through some numbers here, right? So buildings consume around about 40% of all of all of the energy out there. And obviously, depending on your type of building, it's it's a little bit different. But, you know, somewhere between a third and a half of that energy is actually typically going into, into the cooling and the HVAC system, right? So we're talking about a monstrous opportunity here if, if you could solve this, right? Correct. Yeah. So I think globally, you know, every, every year, it's about $200 billion. Um, I think the expectation is that it'll be trillions of dollars of, uh, of, of infrastructure development costs that'll be needed if we don't change what we're doing on the cooling side. Yep. And, and we haven't even actually mentioned the, the potential CO2 um, impact here as well, but uh, of just reducing the total amount of, of energy used. But the other thing that I think a lot of people uh, overlook when they think about um, air conditioning systems is the refrigerant inside those air conditioning systems is actually a massive big bad wolf when it comes to uh, uh, greenhouse gas um, and uh, how bad it is for the environment, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so I think typically refrigerants in, in these air conditioning and refrigeration systems have thousands of times more impact on, on climate change than CO2 does. And so I think, you know, a, a very basic uh, change that's happening now is we're starting to see new refrigerants come out. But over the past, you know, 20, 30 years, people have traditionally used CFCs and HFCs. Um, and these are molecules that when released into the atmosphere, like you're saying, uh, have a huge uh, heating and warming potential. Okay, so uh, cooling eats up a whole ton of electricity out there. Uh, the refrigerants are really bad for us. Um, clearly, you know, as you said, hundreds of billions of dollars going into this, it's going to go into the trillions as the as the climate warms. Um, okay, massive problem. So uh, how do we solve it? And what does Sky, SkyCool actually bring to the table here? Yeah, so I think, you know, for us, what we're, we're bringing to the table is a, a fundamentally different way of providing cooling. So typically, air conditioning systems will have fans and compressors. Um, and what we're doing is, is actually delivering cooling through a multi-layer film. Um, and it's, it's uh, took years of development, and now we're working with a large industrial partner to actually manufacture these films at, at larger scale. But the way that they work is they can take advantage of the fact that the sky and upper atmosphere is cold. And then we can use these films either directly on buildings to cool the facades, uh, on outdoor electronics, on automobiles, um, or we can pair the film on a panel. Uh, and use it to deliver cooling efficiency to refrigeration systems and air conditioning systems. And so that is that is really what our our goal and focus uh, has been uh, up until this point. Okay, so uh, let me maybe maybe give you the dumb version of this, and you tell me uh, how how good this analogy is, right? I, I know this is not from a physics point of view going to be correct, but right, uh, the way I think about this is. If you wanted something to uh, warm up on a sunny day, you might paint it black, right? It's going to absorb uh, absorb more uh, more energy from the sun. What you have similarly is almost like the anti-black, um, and it's not white. <laughs> 
haha. Um, but essentially, it's it's a film or a coating that you can put uh, put on things that allows them to radiate heat much faster um, and sort of reject it. So you put put this coating onto something and it gets cold quicker. Exactly. So yeah, um, 100% correct. The films are designed to not absorb any heat from the sun. Um, and at the same time, they're able to emit uh, the natural heat of either the, the building or the fluids that are going through our panels um, to this really cold upper atmosphere. And that's how we're able to uh, deliver essentially free cooling uh, with this uh, novel material. Okay, that's that's some some pretty crazy sci-fi stuff. Um, let's maybe skip over some of the material science and, and get to it at the end. But let's say I'm a building owner uh, right now. How do I actually buy this? Do I go and put some film on the roof? Or uh, wh- what is the thing that I actually buy and install with you guys? Yeah, so we will have two products. One is the film itself, which you can apply to a metal roof, an outdoor electronics framework. Uh, you know, we're talking with auto companies as well. So you could put it on the roof of a bus or a vehicle. Um, for building owners, we also have a panel form factor, which uh, we can deploy with the same labor in the solar industry and connect it to air conditioning and refrigeration equipment. So these are rooftop units or chillers or refrigeration racks in supermarkets or cold storage facilities. And we can use that to deliver uh, efficiency gain and value for, for the customer. And so the idea is that our panels, when they're deployed, can save twice as much energy as a solar module, um, have a fundamentally lower cost structure than solar, and um, yeah, can have a, a pretty quick payback. Okay, so so conceptually, I might think about this as I'm a I'm a grocery store operator, and I'm thinking there's a trade-off here. I could put solar panels on the roof to power the existing uh, refrigeration system, or on that same rooftop, you know, instead of solar panels, I could put SkyCool panels on. And they're going to directly actually cool the refrigerants that's going through my system now. Um, and that might be on a sort of square foot by square foot basis and a cost basis, a much more efficient way of, uh, of solving my energy problem, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that is, that is our first customer. So when we think about the cold chain or when you think about the cold chain, um, it's part of the highest energy use intensity of all buildings out there. Um, and this is specifically because these refrigeration systems are running uh, 24-7 year-round. Um, and so what we can do is deliver direct cooling to those systems. And and like I said, yeah, provide yeah, more savings uh, with, you know, per area uh, with our panels than, than you would be would be possible with a solar module. Okay. But let's say I, I would assume that a bunch of our building owners and operators, um, maybe they've already gone the solar panel route, right? And, and they've got those panels up there. Um, I would assume that these panels, because your panels don't actually need to face the sun. If anything, you want to face away from the sun, right? So is there still an opportunity here to use uh, SkyCool panels uh, if I've already uh, taken the plunge and put solar on my roof? Yeah, absolutely. So our system would be complementary. As you said, our our panels actually don't use the sun. Uh, We typically put them north on uh, in our hemisphere. Um, and can can occupy actually shaded roof space. Uh, you know, it can also be near equipment that's uh, blocking the sun. And so, because the technology itself works twenty four seven, whether the sun is out or not, uh, day or night, the uh, the value proposition I think is is pretty big. And what is that value proposition here in terms of you know energy cost savings or maybe a capex payback period? How how should people actually think about the efficacy? Yeah. So our goal is to, like I said, save twice as much energy as a solar module. Um, and be able to deploy it at a lower cost. The target right now is a three-year simple payback. Um, and that's really just based on the energy savings that the panels provide to these cooling systems from their uh, annual operation. 
Uh, longer term, you know, we're developing other business models, which would include service and design. But uh, for now, really, the focus is uh, just a sale on, on savings. Got it. And and where's the gotcha? I mean, honestly, this sounds almost too good uh, too good to be true. So uh, where's the gotcha on, on developing the technology or rolling it out um, or, or, or anything? What keeps you up at night? Yeah, I think the hardest part for us right now is is really getting to to customers and, and doing it quickly enough. You know, I think with emerging technologies, everyone wants to try things out first. And so over 2021, our goal is to validate the technology with folks. And so we've completed one one project to date uh, with a, a big box store in Southern California. We're working on uh, others now for later in this year, uh, projects with the DOD, uh, as well as um, a, co- a couple uh, cold storage uh, logistics operators. And so by the end of this year, we should have a good set of pilot data and, and be able to go uh, forward for uh, uh, what we see as our next round. Yep. Um, but what I should mention, actually, is that the underlying technology here, right, uh, has has some fantastic science behind it. And, uh, you know, I was actually introduced to you through RPE and, and through the through the government, right? So there's there's a whole bunch of uh, of of research that has gone into this. This isn't uh, something that you sort of just cooked up in your nights and weekends, right? No, absolutely not. This was a very challenging problem. Um, and so RPE is uh, a, a, an organization that's a part of the Department of Energy um, and really supports fundamental breakthroughs in, in uh, high, uh, you know, high value, high research areas, uh, specifically focused on energy. Uh, it's sort of a partner organization to DARPA, if you're familiar with that. Um, but we've been yeah, extremely lucky and fortunate to receive uh, numerous grants from uh, the Department of Energy through this program, RPE, as well as from uh, uh, state organizations like the California Energy Commission. And so all of those uh, dollars essentially have allowed us to to standardize our processes either on the material side or on the, the implementation side and are allowing us to create essentially a scalable product uh, that has a similar form factor to a solar module, um, but like I said, a much lower cost. Yep. And okay, I, I did promise that uh, for our sort of geekier listeners, we, we would spend a couple of minutes on on the actual material science here. So, so maybe walk us through the the physics of of what is going on in this uh, in this coating. Yeah, absolutely. So the designs of these coatings really rely on uh, understanding how light interacts with different materials, and so the films we use are, are multi layer stacks where. We control essentially the types of materials and the thicknesses of materials. And basically that allows us to uh, create uh, films that have very high solar reflectivity and and high thermal emissivity. And it's really that combination of properties which allows uh, these films and our panels to cool to subambient temperatures uh, completely passively. And the way I understand, I would understand this is there's certain wavelengths of light that essentially, um, you know, bypass the atmosphere. So it's it's almost like the the opposite of what we've got right now, which is the greenhouse uh, effect inside our atmosphere, which is that there are certain wavelengths of light that are caught and trapped and reflected back by CO two in our atmosphere, and hence the atmosphere is getting warmer and ro- uh, warmer and warmer. What your coatings do is they're uh, in effect. Uh, emitting light at frequencies that bypass the atmosphere and and therefore sort of rejected out into space, right? Exactly. And so that's why we fundamentally think this is a technology and an approach that can help us achieve, you know, our our climate goals and prevent warming from going above 1.5 C because, you know, heat that comes off of our, our, our film and panels isn't heating the local air temperature, but going up into the upper atmosphere and, and not really contributing to things like heat island um, and contributing to to further global warming. Um, and then I think there's an added benefit of the fact that we're actually saving electricity and 
you know, that electricity is, is most certainly not, not generated from uh, clean sources. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and, and if, the, if the solar panel sort of form factor on the roof doesn't work, maybe you can just go and cover all of the Arctic in this film and we'll just solve all of global warming that way, right? That sounds good. Yeah, when I heard Bill Gates was thinking about uh, releasing aerosols into the atmosphere, I, was, I immediately thought we should just cover a, you know, an Amazon warehouse or Microsoft data center with our film and that would provide a, a similar amount of cooling. Yep, yep, absolutely. Okay, fantastic. Um, incredibly interesting to hear about uh, about the technology. Um, where can people go to find out more about you um, and SkyCool and potentially even get in touch? Yeah, uh, I would say the best uh, platform is our website. So it's skycoolsystems.com. Um, and you can email us. We have a, an info at, at SkyCool uh, email address with questions um, and case studies there as well. And uh, if you were to sort of make up your your ultimate um, partner here to help you get some of that early data in, uh, you said you've got a couple of early projects that are done, but you are looking for other people to sort of take the plunge with you. Um, uh, what what sort of building owner or, or uh, operator are you looking for to partner with? Yeah, we're looking for folks that operate in the cold chain. So people who have uh, convenience stores, supermarkets, and, and uh, cold storage warehouses where we can uh, deploy our technology with the existing uh, or new refrigeration equipment. Fantastic. Okay. Well, uh, you heard that here first. Um, if you would like to reach out um, and have a have a building that's relevant here, would like to get some savings um, and also help validate this incredible technology, um, reach out to info at skycoolsystems.com. Um, Eli, thanks so much for spending the time with us. This was uh, fantastic and uh, hope to chat to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for listening to Fifth Wall's Tactical Tool Belt Climate Tech Podcast. For more on Fifth Wall and our efforts in climate tech, visit our website at fifthwall.com.